You're listening to the Saturday Night Gaming Podcast, Project Paradox. Hope you enjoy. And welcome back. I'm Tony Stevens. I'll be your narrator, your GM, your... Well, I'm generally just here to laugh if they mess up. Uh, but they, I'll let them introduce themselves, my cast and crew, starting at my right. Give me your name, your character's name, and a little bit about what's happened to you so far. Me? I'm Jessica. I'm playing Brigitte. Um, We kind of ran away from Sam, he got himself into a little thing and we were trying to get away. He heroically went back to challenge to I don't think he did it out of heroism. Was true altruism so much was what as it was. That's curiosity. Right. It was true was altruism, bravery. About what was going on. Um, I was I've never very seen. handsome as I did it. It was uh, amazing. I've never seen anybody with such electrical charm. Yeah. yeah. The charm was high. There was a spark between him and the guards. All right. Uh, it knocked me out. Now I am Dan, and I've been playing Zix, who we just found out is actually named Zoresh. And has a brother. And has a brother who we fought all the way to the top of a tower, or to the hundredth floor of a tower, before running away from. Because... The boss was about to come by to get his power armor. <laughs> that, would be, that would most likely be bad. I don't know. It might be bad. It might be good. Who knows? Luckily, we got an address to meet him at later. Hey, all right. All right. Got a Facebook. It's Craigslist. Heaven's Craigslist. I'm running and playing Maziel de Grain. He is a hitman. For himself. Huh? Yeah. He is a hitman. He's a uh, he's he's self-employed. A freelance. Oh. Oh, I thought oh. he, he hired himself. He wants to hit. Like, I'm going to hire myself to him. kill someone. Yeah. He's not in the military. You know, like that's <laughs> he used to be in the military, but he's not anymore. He's ex-military. He's, he's in the uh, private sector now. You might All say right. para-military. My name's Chuck. I'll be playing Jonas Rafe, and he's a Arcane Mage. Nice. And I haven't done anything yet, so I don't know why. He's He's been sleeping off a hangover since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he does know this this old soldier guy who's more... Yeah. <laughs> the cybernetic soldier guy keeps bringing dr- drinks. Yeah. All right. And you, sir, with a big healthy beard. <clears throat> Uh, my name is John. My character is Sam Danson. Danson. I almost said Beckett. Uh, Sam Danson. Uh, his partner was uh, Ted Malone. That's right. Yeah, and he's gone missing. But none of that has anything to do with this story. Nope. <laughs> I am currently uh, in prison. Enjoy a nice cup of coffee. They treat their prisoners very well. Uh, 
and uh, just kind of chilling, waiting to see what happens. Awesome. All right. So, by the way, as 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 the name of the game is, is it Doctor Who and Doctor Strange? Paradox. Yeah. Okay. Could be. Maybe Fate. Okay. <laughs> Doctor Midnight, Doctor Fate. Yeah. Okay. Doctor Strange, Fate. Rick Hunter. Yes. Rory. Um, all right. So let's go ahead. We'll start off actually uh, in a small apartment in the Ota Metropolis. Uh, do you want to go ahead and describe to me how the apartment would be kept? What it would look like? Yeah, it is. Sorry, I was trying to find my little the picture of my miniature to describe what my guy looks like. Um, I'll send that back over to you too if you need me to. Yeah, if you could, that'd be great. It got swallowed by memes. It happens. That's why I've got a special file folder for all of the pictures of the players. What? You keep pictures of me on your phone? I do. I keep pictures of you on the phone. Can we just say that we look like a certain other character for reference? If you want to as a reference, that's fine. Um, Basically, I look like John Constantine. But what does your character look like? Because, <laughs> yes, that's what Chuck looks like. It's a <laughs> selfie insert. Exactly. It's a selfie. <laughs> but the apartment, it's really clean. Just bare bones, minimal living. Um, not really that extravagant or anything like that in there. It's just... Uh, like one square bed. Just what he needs to be able to cook his food. Yeah. He has everything that he needs. All right, and that's what he looks like. If you check your group chat, he's there. If you want to be able to describe him at all. Oh, pals. That's awesome. Okay, so basically he's in a... Best way to describe... Oh, my God, I made him look like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I like that about him. He's Nicolas Cage with darker hair, beard, uh, maybe a scar above his left eye, nice leather jacket. See, I was picturing Oh, and he's Billy. crazy, too. I was picturing Billy. He Boy feels the uh, the voice scratching at the back of his skull. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to... Yeah, are you, can you do Nick Cage? No, I cannot. <laughs> That'd be great for the whole rest of this. Campaign. I bet you can. I believe yeah. in Ronnie. That's something I'd have to practice. We already figured out that I can't hold a voice. All right. So um, you're sitting chilling in your apartment. Basically, you're just between jobs. And there is a rather sudden and firm knock at the door. Easy. I just stare at the door. Did you stare at it? Yeah, I just stare at it. Easy. I get up, open the door. Housekeeping. (laughs) Sorry. Wait a little French maid outfit. And I just kind of just coldly stare. All right. So on the other side of the door, though, uh, what you are encountered by 
is actually something that would, for most people, cause a little bit of shock and awe. The person is wearing very intricate robes, uh, very colorful golden seams, uh, and an intricate face mask as well uh, that is also gold-plated and has kind of like a sunburst effect, uh, like spires coming out from it. He has uh, like a large book in his hand, and he just like, he towers. He's about, I guess about six, five. So he's, he's, a, he's a very good height. Not, not a giant, but no small person. I mm-hmm. uh, hear if one has a problem, you are the one to see about fixing a said problem. Yeah, what of it? I have a problem, that's what of it. There seems to be someone brewing trouble in our fair city. Otar Metropolis is a haven for all, and it is a peaceful place, and I would like to keep it that way. However, these heretics have been seeing to it that trouble and chaos is running rampant. I would like for you to see to it that they are kept quiet. Alright, and you know my usual fee. Trust me when I say that I can afford it. That means he's rich. In spirit. The church is more than willing to pay your fees. And we will also send you with a blessing. (laughs) Okay. Do you hear that? He snickered. That's heresy. (laughs) Uh... The revered father actually turns to his assistant uh, triadist priest. Hi, I'm the assistant. <laughs> I told you to keep your mouth shut when we Is were it here. No, we are heresy. trying to. Listen, <laughs> professionalism at all times. Fine. Do the sign of the triangle upon you. Thank you. I do it back. <laughs> Thank you for the blessing, and I've blessed you, and we shall now bless you as well. However, needs a blessing. the blessing I offer to you is a little bit more unique than just a casual offering of Trion's peace. He reaches onto his belt and pulls what looks like a very polished, uh, shiny syringe. Medical grade. Inside it, you can see a burning blue liquid. And he offers it to you. This, I believe, would do more than greatly assist you in your quest to complete your mission. There. <laughs> Random dude shows no, up at your house with a syringe. You think you're not just straight up insane. <laughs> like, dance character would <laughs> <laughs> He did. 
<laughs> he did. And so did John's character. They both were just like, okay, drunk. <laughs> anyway, medicine. He offers the syringe to talk. you, uh, and he tells you it is a mild performance enhancer. Oh no! Yes, no. I don't know about the rumors that you've heard. It's it's, (laughs) it is for peak performance. Do it. Do it. Do it. Pure pressure. (laughs) If you start to go blind. Or experience muscle cramps. Over four hours, then you have fun. Though. Please see your local church. I don't know if we can say any of this. <laughs> so far, we haven't explicitly stated what it is. I take the syringe, and I just—I don't use it. I just take it, put it in your pocket. Yeah. That's what I did. Like I take it, and Good I just—I'm just carrying it around. All right. Um, so he backs, well, he hands you a folder as well. And then he backs away from the door. I didn't get a folder. And he looks at you and says, Tryon's blessings be upon you, my son, until you see me again. Uh, just ask around for the revered Father Amnon when your task is complete. Father who? Amnon. 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 Amnon? Amnon. Amnon. A-M-N-O-N. Amnon. 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 Or just say revered father. I'm the only one. (laughs) Revered father. Thank you. That's fine. Revered dad. Good. Revered father nom nom. Nom nom. Nom nom. nom. (laughs) All right. So he leaves, closes your door. And disappears with his priest nom friend. Nom nom. Nanma. You pronounce it differently every time. You are Nanma and I am Omnon. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yes. Omnon. Okay. Omnon. Like bread. Nan. <laughs> Got it. Nani? <laughs> Mama? Stay? Alright, okay. I feel like we're going to move on for real. Alright. So, he's giving you a folder. What's in this folder? So as you open it up, you look through it, it actually has a series of blueprints, pictures, maps. One of the maps shows what they believe to be a trail into the heretic stronghold within the Sabura Preserve, the forested area that is one region over from the megalopolis. there also seems to be blueprints of the underworkings of this city, uh, tunnels and subways and sewers that they believe the heretics are using to sneak in and out of the city. And then you see a series of pictures, um, different shots taken of people that they believe to be working for the heretics. Uh, one of them is a young woman, seems to be in her mid-20s, She's got a backpack bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Looks like it weighs about 300 pounds. I mean, it's just a it's huge not that backpack. Huge. It's bigger, like it's taller than she is. It's really not, though. And Go back like, and look at my picture, my character. Like, it's it's really not that big. And she's got like 
canisters of Normal liquor hanging off the side of it. Like and she can fold it out into a bar. Oh my gosh, this backpack is getting just. It's Tin Forest. Mm -hmm. That's the name of her bar. All right, so there's pictures of that. Um, there seems to be pictures of several different ones that work with these heretics. Um, and then there's detailed schematics on the Blackstone Tower, which is located here in the city. Uh, you know that to be the temple where Azrael himself um, kind of like makes his home. Azazel. Azazel. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Azazel makes his home there. Also, it tells you in long detail that there is a doctor uh, that is named Zazel that also works there and seems to be a person of interest for the heretics. Hmm. This is the part where I say, what do you do? I sit and read for a long time. I make a cup of Earl Grey. <laughs> I gear up. All right. You want to describe what kind of gear you normally carry around? All right, so I change into my gear. Do you need a full armor pick? Yeah, I do. Got you. Because I was also swallowed by the memes. My memes take no prisoners. <laughs> memes take no prisoners. My prisoners take no All memes. Alright, coming your way. Alright. Well, that's the color that I went with. Candles, purple or blue. Um, Alright, so he's basically in all black tactical fatigues. He has blue straps and he has gold plated armor like knee pads, skull belt buckle, gold plated gloves, and stuff like that. And he has a half mask which is a skull that's a helmet and it also has fangs on it nice and a big honking rifle yes and he has a really big sniper rifle that he carries with him all right face straps to his back and where would you like to start your investigation well they said to start I mean, I already know they're in the tunnels and stuff like that, but I haven't been in the forest in a long time, so I'm just going to kind of just go into the forest and check it out. All right, so uh, you actually have your own vehicle, so you can basically drive your vehicle. I'm not going to make you roll to remember how to drive. Um, oh, okay, cool. You, yeah, you just, you know how to drive. You're not inebriated at this point, so that's fine. Um... And of course, if you can refer back, uh, there's a map. Anyway, you'll know that you have to drive for quite some distance um, through farmlands. 
once you make it through those farmlands, you come upon the Sabura Preserve. Mm -hmm. uh, now, in the Sabura Preserve, uh, basically, when you're going through the farmlands, you see a lot of people that are just very plain. The men, the women, the boys, the girls, everybody's dressed very plain from their garments and everything. Uh, they all seem to keep to their own business, minding their own crops and their own homes. They try to pay no attention to anybody that's coming through. You might get a few stink eyes here and there because you are a gold-plated skull dude driving a car through their you know, farms. But oh, I stink eye them back. Yeah. Grr, give them the give them the crazy eye. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see that there's one little girl that's got a lemonade stand. Mm -hmm. She looks like she's been crying quite a bit. I drive past. She continues to cry. I drive. No one ever wants lemonade. <laughs> <coughs> that was for her own protection. You get to the edge of the... Uh, the, the region, the farming region, and you get to the, the what would look like a huge line of trees. Like, I mean, it's just a thick line of trees at the Sabura Preserve. You know that you can't take your vehicle through here. Um, so if you want to, you can kind of get off and maybe reconnoiter the area or just yeah. run straight in. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get out of the car, get my weapon out, of course. Strap it to my back, kind of just camouflage the vehicle, leave it somewhere safe, arm it and whatnot. Okay. And then go in. All right, so if you want to do like a <coughs> basic perception of your area or anything like that. Oh. All right, I am trained in perception. No, I'm not. Oh, no. <laughs> you okay, I wasn't either until after session. I don't. Whatever. You don't have to investigate or anything? No. Alright, so just roll two, take the lowest of the two. Perception's wisdom, right? Correct. Yeah, that's going to be a ten, dog. dog? Welcome you, to the table. Nobody's rolled well. When you, you enter the uh, forested area, something kind of smells like barbecue or burnt hair. Uh, but you don't see it, really don't know what's going on. Uh, walk in through the trees, you notice that it's real dark in the Sabura Preserve. Like, almost instantly. If it was daylight outside, the canopy of this forest is so dense and thick that no light is really piercing through it. It is almost like a midnight area when you, when you walk inside here. Um... So, but you just kind of walk right in and don't don't pay any mind to the smells of charred flesh or uh, knocked over trees or blood stains. I can't tell you what you don't see actually at this point, but you just walk right on in. And as you continue to follow the map that you were given, uh, mm -hmm. You're kind of like looking down at your feet and it's like, what's the guidepost here, you know? Like, there's no road. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not like they marked off any trees. They just give you a squiggly line through a forest. And so you're trying your best 
to perceive what it is that they gave you. And it's like you keep turning it like as if you're looking at it upside down or maybe it's supposed to be sideways or you're just kind of turning it around to see. Uh, this to is why I usually don't take jobs in shrubbery. Should have brought a herring. I hate shrubbery. All right. So as you continue to walk, so you don't have any kind of looking <laughs> or reaction or perception or anything. I have arcane. Do you have any spells that are loaded up that would give you? <laughs> I don't want to do this this early, man. I'm just asking if there's one that might give you a bonus in like knowing if something's going to come at you or anything. I have one. I don't know what the hell it's going to do. Chaos Mary. Okay, I don't think we should do that. That sounds stressful. Chaos Mary. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Let's see. All right. Mm. So as you're walking through the area, you actually hear this strange noise that's like a, a little rattle in the distance. All right. Now I want to see if I can perceive that. Oh my god. Oh, I'm going to roll again. Alright. Oh, this disadvantage the, cancels out of 20. That die is going <laughs> in jail. Well, that's better than the other one, at least. Uh, 13. You can tell that it's coming from somewhere on your right side. The right side? Yeah, okay. somewhere. Could be five feet, 20 feet. do have Stein vision. Yeah. So you can tell that it's somewhere in this area to your right. Okay. Seems to be something moving through the trees. And again, it gets a little bit louder. Just... Okay. I'm going to fire a warning shot. So just pick that general direction and shoot? Yeah. Alright. Go ahead and roll for me on that. That's much better than my other rolls. So it's 19 plus 28. Alright, so you spin quick, pulling out your rifle, getting down on one knee, and just this reverberance echo goes throughout all the woods and trees. And it blows through a chunk of this tree. You see splinters of wood going everywhere, and you hear this. And you see this mist of blue and purple spatter. Well. <sighs> can't take a picture of that. You can investigate it, though, if you want to. <laughs> I will. 
Alright, so as you go over to investigate, it is a small body kind of clumped up and missing large chunks as you have blown it apart. Um, but when you lean closer, you can see its face. It's kind of... The, the flesh, the best way to describe the flesh is almost like uh, the skin of a person when they left a Band-Aid on for far too long. Um, mm. Just really pallor and uh, no melanin to it at all. Um, mm -hmm. And the ears are rather misshapen. Um, the teeth, everything about it is just kind of grotesque um, when you look down at it. But it is quite dead, missing large chunks of itself. Uh, so. Looks like I did it a favor. <laughs> and that's when you hear, No, you did me a favor. That little monster was following me ever since I've gotten into these woods. And who might you be? You would see a lovely woman. Mm -hmm. uh, tall, slender, uh, long black hair, pretty smile, kind of bluish eyes. Oh, my name's Kira, and I am so happy you are here now. I was lost and alone, and these little beasts and vermin were just, they were attacking me for my goods. I carry goods in these bags. Satchels, really. I pull out my pocket device. I go over the photos. Does she match any of the photos? Have any of the targets? No. She doesn't match any of the targets, no. Have you seen any of these people? Oh, my. Yes. The one with the backpack. I have seen her walking in and out of here. She usually goes for the large tree in the distance. If you want, I could take you. I mean, I just got here, but I'm sure I could find the way. I usually work alone. That's not a cryptic clue or anything. That he worked alone. Chuck, you can use your own perception when your turn comes. I promise it'll be soon, okay? Out of character, sorry. <laughs> well, I'll just show you how to get there, and then you do whatever it is you do. I don't have any business here other than trying to find my way. All right, so the two of you walk. She takes you to a large tree. Roll perception. Ooh, eight. Oh. I really need to pick up perception. <laughs> it is. And that's when you hear the... Again, you 
when you turn to look, uh, Kira doesn't look so much like Kira anymore. She has much more scaled skin, uh, hardened leather almost, tendrils coming from the back of her scalp, uh, fangs, large fangs mm. protruding from her mouth. Pretty. As her eyes now almost have this luminous golden glow. So I have a spell loaded up, Chaos Mary. She freaked me the hell out. Before you do that, let's do one roll on just your basic mental constitution, which would be your wisdom. So just give me a straight 20 mental constitution. Straight 20, that'd be a 19. Uh, plus, yeah. plus, plus your, your wisdom. Plus my wisdom, 22. You do amazingly well. Whatever crazy you have in your head goes straight past whatever she's projecting into it. Right. What are you doing? She's freaked you out. Chaos, Mary. All right. Just give us a go. All right. <clears throat> you put like a mirror out and then say Bloody Mary so many times. It's so. kind of like that, I think, maybe. I hold, my, I hold my hand out. And I basically uh, do like a little draw sigil. And. <laughs> Area of effect. Uh -oh. What? Area of effect. So this is generally a modifier on another spell. Oh, okay. Was the way this table was built. Oh, it's a modifier on another spell. Okay, so hold on. I need a D6. I got this. I can fix this right now. Oh, yeah. Give us the chaos thing. This is going to be double chaos. All right. So it's going to be electric. So an electric storm takes over the entire area. Uh, spell now gains AoE in the selected range of the target of the spell. If AoE is already selected, this effect upgrades it. How long <laughs> is the spell good for? What uh, is the spell good for? That is a good question. I'm not sure. Generally, base... Uh, if you didn't actually add anything into duration, I don't have the spell sheet anymore because I gave it to somebody else. The spell sheet this would just be an instant duration. Are you talking about just regular magic one? This one. Yeah, so when bases. you set up the duration on it, it was just for one? Uh, for Chaos Mary, yeah. It's because it's just it's a, an instant thing. It's just an instant thing. Okay. So it's just the entire area basically lights up with electricity. Trees are being struck by lightning. This lady that stands before you is like being struck at the same time um what's the damage rating that you have on it the damage rating is going is to it be base as base well? is two damage is five uh -huh. so you upgraded it. all right Oof. so yeah you basically see her and it like the lightning bolt hits her and it launches her back 
and you see several of the trees around you actually burst into flame um, because there's lightning bolts striking everywhere. So basically like emanating from you, you're like one of those um, old science gimmick balls. You know, you, you put your fingers on it and the static electricity goes everywhere to mm -hmm. meet with whatever's touching those you. Those aren't gimmicks. You. That's science. The toy is a gimmick though. Like, what is it called? I think you just did it. A static ball. Thing. Static ball. Static ball. You're a static ball. <laughs> but All it's right. not a gimmick. It's like real science. I hope you liked this week's episode of Project Paradox. If you did, make sure to head on over to our website at www.saturdaynightgamingllc.com and check out all of our other content. Also, make sure to like, share, and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. And as always, I hope you have a fantastic week. Until next time, this is Laura Hibbert with Saturday Night Gaming, signing off.